Welcome, Nedrares, talking shop. I got PT Gazelle here today on an interview, and we're going to talk about the PT Gazelle method harmonica. I'm going to play some of his music and just um, dazzle you with brilliance because it's incredible. Fun, fun interview and um, very informative. So, for more things, you know, on my website, nedrares.com, as well as ngrmusic.com. I have blogs and links to all kinds of things, a lot of information and um, history and interviews that I've done over the years before the podcast that, that are in print. And they're still relevant to this day, and they're still interesting. And uh, so visit that. Speaking of interesting and innovative, Lone Wolf Blues Company. Nathan and Randy are designing things all the time just for the harmonica player. Uh, pedals microphones, amplifiers, you name it, all things harmonica, five-star rating. You can visit them on Facebook as well as LoneWolfBluesCompany.com. And prepare to have your mind blown because <laughs> there is a lot there. There's a lot to look at, a lot to read about. And um, I'm going to continue to do that in some of the broadcasts because it would take forever to get through everything they're doing there and things that are going on. So from there forward... Um, Enjoy this interview with P.T. Gazelle, and I hope you do as much as I did. I tell you what, I had a good time. Let's get started. Okay, um, I am here today with P.T. Gazelle, and he has got a lot to tell us about. How you doing today? I'm great. How are you? Oh, I, I'm I'm good. We've got a lot of rain here in California, unusual weather, which has really? been going on. Yeah, you know, we're in May and usually it's 80 degrees, but uh, we were up to over four inches of rain when we usually get less than a half an inch. But wow. uh, we're out of the drought and uh, that's a good thing. I am so excited yeah, to, to yeah. be talking with you. I've been, um, we've talked before and we've met um, a few times at Spa and um, I have um um, one of your harmonicas, uh, your your special harmonicas. And um, I talk a lot on the broadcast and the podcast, as people who listen know, about how the evolution of harmonica from that little diatonic to all of the ways in which masters like yourself have redesigned the instrument and play it in ways that I don't think was ever imagined when it was first designed. Yeah, I think you're. I think that's a spot-on assessment, actually, because, um, you know, I mean, I mean, it was designed to be played in the key of C on a C harmonica and accompany yourself by, you know, lifting your tongue on and off the bottom of the harmonica to do chords, right? Yeah. And you know, and then at some point in time, somebody figured out you could play in what most of us refer to as second position or cross our position where the the root note moves to to blow or to draw rather. Uh, so on a C harmonica, in essence, you're playing in the key of G now and it requires more draw notes and you could bend notes and almost play chromatically. You're only missing, you know, two notes in second position. And, you know, and then fast forward to Howard Levy figuring out, you know, you can do a an overblow, which is 
you know, has been around. People knew about it, but nobody ever perfected it or tried to actually really, you know, make it a, a thing like Howard did. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, and so you've got that happening. And then I do a technique that's it's called half valving. And I get additional blow bends and draw bends that uh, are usually not available on what we refer to as a Richter tuned harmonica. And so I'm able to fill in the missing notes that way. I, yeah, I was just playing mine and I was astounded. I'm going, okay, you, can, you can't do this on a regular harmonica. You cannot blow bend here and you cannot, you cannot um, over blow bend here but you can and so that's that's yeah it's, yeah yeah it's 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 a it's a it's a different animal um i would say the reason i kind of ended up there for three reasons and i and i really i think th all three reasons uh, are of equal importance to me one doesn't outweigh the other number one is i now can play all the notes in the chromatic scale number one number two the way I get the extra notes follows the same logic as what I grew up playing, which meaning when I bend a note, I flat the note. I, it goes down as opposed to the overbend technique, which is the interaction of two reeds and makes the note go sharp to fill in the note. Okay, And then the third reason is I'm able to put shading and emotional expression on all 20 notes of the harmonica, not just some of them. And that to me is one of the big things about why I ended up at half valve playing. Uh, it's such an amazing story. Um, for everybody out there, um, you started as a teenager and you, and I was, I wanted to ask you, um, a lot of us pick harmonicas up or hear them places, but that doesn't drive us to go, find what you found and you took off at a young age and, and started playing really rather quickly with some great players and doing some unique things so what I guess that you were born to be the master and the artist that you are and you somehow knew and struck out because a lot of people might um, be afraid to do something like that or that would become challenging but yet you at a young age took off and and um, went to where it was happening. Tell us a little bit think, about that. Well, I, I think I think some of it is what I refer to as kind of being an idiot savant. You know, I mean, it's it's like it, not to sound. I mean, I, basically, I just took the instrument one day and could and could make music on it right away, which a lot of people can do. But I didn't really wasn't immersed or even that much exposed to the whole blues kind of thing on the instrument. I was always thinking about it more as a melodic instrument and more, more like a clarinet or a trumpet or something. And I always thought that way. And I guess that kind of shaped kind of where I went because I, I had a real interest in trying to play bluegrass music and doing fiddle tunes on the harmonica, which you know, meant pucker playing and, uh, uh, you know, single notes and quick, very clean playing. Yes. And from there, it kind of moved to when I when I actually ended up in Nashville playing 
a lot of country music, but also a lot of Western swing music. And it just kind of evolved from there, I think. So, yeah, you know, it's like it chose you and then it decided to tell you what to do. <laughs> yeah, kind of, you know, kind of, sort of. And, and just just as an aside on that, I after I started to feel like I got pretty good on the instrument, I I actually thought, well, this should be easy. I should be able to go play, you know, just about anything else I want to play. And so I, I bought a mandolin and I couldn't play that. And then I bought a, a clarinet and I really couldn't play that. So at, at some point I just said, you know, this is going to be my instrument and I'm just going to play it, the harmonica. You know, and I, I can relate to that because um, I'm from a musical family and I, I bought all the instruments and, and I can play a little bit. It, you know, I can play a little of this and that. And then I finally went, I'm a harmonic player and I just really need to dig in and, and learn everything yeah. I can and let it let it be my instrument of choice. I sing, which is a plus too in songwriting. So that's a plus with it for me. And um, But yeah, I, I think that uh, on the level in which you went and did it is really jumping in with both feet once you made that choice. And uh, in your story, it says that you had some years uh, where you you kind of reclused out of it after after you had gone and um I did yeah yeah I in in I started playing for various country artists in about 1977 and in about 1986 or 7 after doing you know, 300 plus days on the road a year for 10 years, you know, that kind of thing. I was got, I, I was pretty disillusioned by where I was going, but even more than that, musically, I was very frustrated with the instrument in that I couldn't do what you're hearing me do today. I mean, back in, you know, 86, 87, Nobody knew about these other uh, techniques. Nobody knew about what Howard, I mean, Howard was a name that was just starting to emerge at that time. Okay. Yeah. And, and half valving, I don't think anybody, you know, was really doing much of that either. So I was very frustrated by the instrument that I couldn't play what I wanted to play and what I was hearing on one harmonica, as opposed to stacking up several harmonicas and you know doing arpeggiated lines that way right and that that's you yeah. have to have big hands and you know well Johnny, and it just Johnny never it, you know <laughs> you know and it just never sounds it never sounded that fluid to me and it never sounded that believable um and and the one of the groups i was in when i was a lot of the, it was for a country artist named Johnny Paycheck. I, I worked for him for a while. Right and, the, and the other and the other members of the band were mostly Western swing players. So they didn't understand why I couldn't play section parts with them or they didn't. They Let me put it this way. They expected me to play section parts with them. So. You know, there was a guitar and a steel guitar and I and I was the third member of that of that uh, little section. So I had to play stuff with two and three harmonicas <laughs> stacked up at one time wow. to try and do that kind of stuff. And so I got very disillusioned by it. You know, it was a combination of different things, but that was one of the major factors. So yeah, I, I kind of 
I just walked away in like 87 and, and literally did not play a note until 2003. You know, and, it, was, uh, it, it was just, it needed that space for you to find it. Well, I don't know. You know, I didn't even I didn't even think about it, and actually didn't even think about playing. It was a whole series of events that kind of serendipitous things that happened that led me back to the decision that I, I might want to play again. And it turns out that that year, two thousand and three, was the year that uh, Honer introduced the XB forty. I don't know if you remember that harmonica or not. And it was, it had valves in it and it had zero gap re enabler reads and all kinds of crazy stuff. And it kind of did what I wanted it to do, but I didn't like the sound of it and it was too big to handle and et cetera, et cetera. And, and then I discovered that you could actually put valves in a diatonic, you know, what we're used to playing, a regular Richter tune diatonic. And the light went off. It was kind of an epiphany for me. I mean, it's it's what I it's what I had always wanted to do. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, so that's amazing. I, in in all of that time, and you were it was there. It was just waiting to come out, kind of. I guess you know. Yeah. I guess so. I mean, and, and I mean, it really. I had an interest in playing again. I mean, I was able to do this, a lot of songs that I wanted to do, and and you know, just that that kind of that kind of thing. And so, it, it really was it was fun again. It was fun. And that and I think that that's the key. You want to have fun because everybody feels it and gets caught up in the fun, and that's why you're doing it. Okay. And I was what we went and saw a horn with a heart and um, Paul Butterfield's yeah. story, and um, yeah. That was the sad thing is is that being on the road and the like his first wife was saying you go from one tiny box to the next and it's so demanding and so hard that it just tears you up and it, a lot of people do turn to um, drugs to keep going unfortunately and and then they keep yeah. going and going and some of them pull out of that and you hope for that especially with um, someone that still had so much to give us on the harmonica you know but. Uh, that is a good choice to make to um, scale it down and do quality rather than quantity. Yeah. Maybe you know. I mean, yeah, for, it's, it's yeah, it's interesting. It kind of took off because I mean, uh, my contribution, my contribution to the half valving thing is is kind of twofold. It's uh, Brendan Power had had figured out the the half valving scheme to put on a, on a Richter diatonic, okay? Meaning you put a valve over the first six draw slots and a valve over the top four blow slots uh, to be able to isolate reeds in order to bend them when you normally couldn't bend them. And it turns out though, that back in like the vaudeville days, guys like Bernie Bray and, and some other guys actually were putting one or two valves in a diatonic. They had figured that out because it was like, you know, it was, it was going to be like a, it was like a trick, you know, vaudeville guys would play all the harmonicas, a chord, a, 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 yeah. a chromatic, a bass, and then they'd pull out the diatonic. And they played, except they 
play these mystery notes that nobody knew, you know, and of course everything was a big secret back then, of course, you know, on harmonica, not like we, the way we share information today. And, uh, and so, I mean, that, that technique had been around. Brendan had figured out how to, how to lay it out on the diatonic where it actually made sense. And my contribution was I came up with a, a, a valve that really, in my opinion, um, is much more conducive to half valving where it doesn't rattle and pop and stick and et cetera, et cetera. Plus I'd figured out how to set up the, the instrument to best accommodate half valve playing. And it's very smooth. You, you can hear that when you play one of these harmonicas. Um, so in a, in technically, if you're someone who doesn't understand how a harmonica is built, how would you mm -hmm. explain what this half valve is to Okay, so harmonica, know? so let me let me grab a harmonica here. Like let me see, here we go. So on a harmonica you have you've got 10 holes on on the harmonica we're talking about, you know. Yes. So it's got 10 holes and if you blow into a hole, it makes a sound and if you draw out of if you draw breath in on that same hole, it makes a different note. And they're normally separated by a whole step so meaning it's a do re it's and it's a it's a diatonic or major scale instrument meaning it's a do for for those of us that remember school do re mi fa so la ti do right yes. so starting on like hole number four blowing in and then drawing out and moving up the harmonica Me fa so la ti do, right? Okay, yeah. right. So somebody along the way, like I was saying earlier, figured out that using a certain embouchure and a certain pressure, I could go to the four-hole draw note and actually learn how to bend it, and I can come down a half step because blowing in on hole four is key is the C note, drawing out is the D note. So that means there is a D flat available in between. There's the half step in between. The way Richter tuning is laid out, not every hole has a half step available. That's why we can't really play chromatically on a diatonic harmonica the way Richter tuning is. What the valve does by covering the valve, by covering the opposite reed slot of the note I want to manipulate, I can now do a single reed bend to fill in some notes. So like on hole six, when I blow in on hole six, one of the missing notes in second position uh, one of the missing notes in the chromatic scale is the major seventh. And I can get that note now by, by blow bending hole six. Right? Yeah. And the other note that's missing would be the flatted six, which is the blow bend on hole five. So in essence, what that means now is in second position, starting on two-hole draw, I can play a complete chromatic scale. Yeah. 
there's a chromatic scale. And the two notes that were missing were the five blow bend and the six blow bend. That's incredible. Yeah, that's that's pretty incredible. And what I was talking about with the expressiveness, I mean, what do what do people really like about the diatonic harmonica? Uh, the gut feeling. Okay. <laughs> the gut feeling. And when you say gut feeling, you mean this. That kind of stuff. So I am I what I'm doing is warbling and shading four hole draw. Okay. Yeah. Without the valves, you can't do that on every note of the harmonica blow and draw. I can. Here's here's my blow notes one through six. Those are blow notes. Yeah. So I'm able to get expressiveness all the way up and down the harmonica. You definitely cannot do that on a regular Richter tuned harmonica. No, no, you can't. That that's what I when I pulled it out today to to mess around with a little bit is what is exactly what I noticed. I'm like, okay, because I I've talked yeah. to you before and and. Um, what I what it is for when you're trained a certain way and something else is different, it's counterintuitive. Yep. It's instinctively yep. you have to relearn, which is always good. Yeah. Well, you do you do, and 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 that's one of the other reasons I ended up where I was. As I said, in '87 when I quit, Howard Levy's name was only just then starting to become a household word around the harmonica community. And you got to remember, there really was no internet, so it was word of mouth or, "Hey, did you hear this record? You know, did you yeah. hear this record? This guy." And uh, so he was, and I, I knew he was doing something radically different, but I I had no idea what it was. Nobody really was that aware of how he was doing, what he was doing, et cetera, et cetera. And then I quit playing. So to my advantage, at least in my opinion, is I wasn't influenced by the whole, for the next 15 years, by an overbend technique like right. he was doing. When I came back to the game in 2003, and came to spa that first year, the same year we're talking about the XB40 and everything, several of the guys there, Paul Messenger and, and Roscoe Selly, two, two great players, yep. uh, who knew who I was, kind of were talking to me and said, well, you need to learn how to overbend. At that time, everybody was saying overblow. And so I was saying, well, okay, you know, and they said, so here's what you do. And they, and they took my harmonica apart and they, and they, they gapped a couple of reeds and they said, now act like you're blow bending at the top of the harmonica. Well, I did an immediate overblow immediately. And they said, see, you got it. All you got to do is practice that. And I went, well, wait, that's the wrong note. And they looked at me like I was crazy. And I said, no, that's, that's, that's not the note I'm looking for. I want to flat the note that's at that hole. And they just, they just shook their heads and went, well, you, you can't do that. Nobody does that. <laughs> so I, you know, and, and then I kind of, you know, like a, literally like only like a week later or two weeks later, I, I come across this technique of half valving. And as I said, the light went off. I went, that's it. That's what I was looking for. Man. That that's that's amazing. And and the fact that you weren't influenced by that did help that moment. I don't think it, anybody else would have. Absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> and I mean, I mean, and kind of where I ended up musically as well is because I didn't really spend a lot of time listening to or studying the blues genre. 
which I love. And I love to hear people that can play it. Okay. But I just didn't spend any time doing it. And, and so I wasn't really influenced by that whole end of it either. And I think that crosses over with a lot of mediums is that if you're not looking to copy or be someone else and you're fortunate enough to find what works for you, then you have a niche all your own, which you've created here. And, um, you have, you're authorized by a really good company here that, that you make your harmonicas with, the Seidel. Yeah, um, with Seidel. Yeah. Seidel. Uh, and they're just a great group of guys. Um, it's a great company. I, I, it's, it's a, it's, <sighs> it's the best group of guys I've ever been. I mean, people in general, not just guys. I mean, it's, it's a really, it's like a family run operation there. And, you know, I mean, if, if I need something, and it's and it's a decision that only Lars Seifert can make, who's the CEO. Mm-hmm. I talk to Lars. It's not a problem, <laughs> you know. I mean, how often does that happen? Well, you know? it doesn't. It doesn't at yeah. all. If and it's getting more and more um, harder to find that because of the yeah. corporate structure and the one percenters and just That's large right. conglomerates. And no, and I they are they are absolutely fantastic people i've had the pleasure to meet them and hang out and sing a few songs um after vending in the the bar there you know we're just hanging out do you just you get to know people um and right away you feel it you know that that it's a good company and they're 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 doing well which excuse me so happy to see and your harmonicas are beautiful and they are comfortable and they don't tear your mouth up and they are not cheaply made and, and yeah well i mean it's 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 an, that's another interesting little story is is i was when i when i started playing again i really didn't have i mean i used to be a honer endorser years ago i mean when i was still playing up to like 86 yeah. and when i came back there was actually still a couple of people i knew at honer and they said well why don't you come back under the you know into the family and well okay you know i was still playing honers because I didn't really know about Seidel. I didn't know really much about the harmonica world in general, but, you know, by the time I came back. So, um, and they said, here's what we, here's what, here's, here's our standard endorser package. And okay. So I thought about that for a while. And then I I got invited to play at uh, Buckeye Festival in uh, Columbus, Ohio. And I went up there and that was the first show that, Rupert Oisler, with who's the president USA side of Seidel, uh, came to a show. That was the first time Seidel ever showed up at a at a trade show or a convention uh, in the U.S. And uh, he set one of the Seidels in my hands and said, "I would love to know what you think of this instrument." And of course, the second he set it in my hand, I went, oh my gosh. I mean, you could just tell it was German engineered, you know, mm-hmm. completely, you know. And so I played it and I kind of liked it. And, and I got back with him and he said, he didn't say, here's what we're going to offer you. He said, what do you want? Exactly. And that got my And that got my attention. And I said, well, I think I'm onto something here with this half valving thing that and 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 you got to remember this is still fairly early on in me half valving okay this is like 2006 so i'm only like three years into it and he he said well 
get it together and you know let's talk about it and you know it took it took a couple of years but sure enough we came out with the gazelle method harmonica so yeah um and it is and it, and for you out there that um have never tried one or had one in your hand um you would be very impressed by the craftsmanship and the quality and the tone and just right away how it sounds it's it's you know they 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 have that to me they have that look of the speedway you know they've got the great uh-huh. shirts and colors you know and it's like it's like you're driving a really good sports car and it's just humming yeah. down the road you know and it's it's yeah. and that's the whole feel that you that's get that's a good analogy i like that yeah well you know uh, uh i i tell everybody that can um that's out there that's playing harmonica because there's a lot of players in the world and we want to keep them all interested in going. And if you can make a spot, sure. you know, you're going to see all the vendors, you're going to see what's out there because you're so lucky compared to the day when people were growing up with, without any information. I, I was fortunate enough to be told to go to one of David Barrett's master classes that he did. He did for 20 years. And I went in 99 and that's when I met Howard Levy and um, sure. saw that sure. saw that he played blues, but there was still something else. And then when I went yeah. to Spa and I met all of you guys and all of the different players, and my world opened up to sure how big sure. it is. It's you know people can mine does too. Every year at Spa, there's always somebody as you know that shows up that you haven't heard of or, or and and you listen to him and you go, oh my gosh, uh, where, yeah. you know where's where's this person? <laughs> oh, I tell you what, I was I was somebody should have been filming me watching Flip Jeers. Oh, holy moly! Who's <laughs> <laughs> a fence? Who's one of my favorite players? I mean, the guy is—he's fantastic. <laughs> On top know? of it, he's—he's he's just so um, striking as a human being. It's just not even he, that. He absolutely <laughs> is. He absolutely is. Well, it's you know, I, I was telling somebody not that long ago. Um, I was saying, you know, if you right now is the golden age of the diatonic harmonica. I mean, if you can't find a tuning scheme or a technique or a brand that you like, you need to change instruments because I didn't have any of this. Uh I had Honer Marine bands that were nailed together. Together, yeah. And and when something went wrong with it, you threw it away. Exactly, yeah. Right. I mean, we've got high-quality instruments. You know, we've got four major players in the market. We have high-quality instruments. We've got a, a myriad of tuning schemes you can do and and techniques like this half valving or the overblow or just whatever. And I mean, if you can't find something that works for you, seriously, you need to just move on. Exactly. I, I'm digging the um, new low tuning. Oh, you can just have so much fun down on oh, the yeah. bottom end of that yeah. harp. And you're making sounds yeah. nobody's heard before. They're like, what right. are you doing? We played. Yeah, a, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're 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 getting down into like trombone range. It's cool. <laughs> we played a festival um a couple weeks ago and I thought, well, we we did our set list. I I arranged it to where I was doing absolutely something different every single song. Um and wow. it was a wonderful event because they were honoring women. So most of the bands there were were led by women and um so that was fun to be able to pull one of those out and just watch everybody and then you get off stage and they're like what were you doing what is that can i yeah. see it <laughs> yeah i yeah. absolutely no, love it's, them it's, 
<laughs> yeah, I don't go. I don't play the really low, low ones, but I, I utilize all the way down to low C pretty regularly. So, and I mean, you know, again, that's that's kind of putting you in the in the trombone range down Definitely. there. And that's very cool. And and I yeah. have to say, along with Philip Tears, there were a lot of great performance, and I really loved your performance. I enjoyed it very, very oh, much. Thank you. You know, it, you. and like you said, when you go there, you're you're. What what is nice about these companies and these tunings, I believe, is that it drives people to to be. It's not a competition where you're all oh, look at me. It's more of a there's a it's a fresh um, competition that inspires new and innovative ideas, and it drives people to be even better than they can't they even thought they could be. So I think it's healthy. I think so. I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. And so you have some stuff. Um, tell us now um, what you have going on and where people can. Um, I'm along with this podcast. I'm going to put links up to where people can come and purchase and talk. You know, send you orders and things okay. like that. But um, you tell us what you're doing now and what your next um, the next place people could see you live because I feel that um, recordings and driving in the car and listening to music is wonderful, but live performance is where you really, really connect. Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah. I'm playing, you know, in the last, in the last year or so, I've really concentrated on playing locally in, uh, in the Nashville area. And I play a place, uh, called old school farm quite a bit. And probably I'm going to start a residency there probably every once a month for sure. And then there's another, uh, place called Acme, uh, Acme Feed and Seed, which uh, I do a lot of Sunday brunches at, which is is really quite fun. And then there's various other bands that I that I work with. Um, you know, and I'm not we're not playing my stuff, but I'm I'm you know kind of a hired gun for that stuff. And uh, in various places around Nashville, the Five Spot and uh, D's Country Lounge, and so I mean it's that the best place the best place is to just check my my website and there's a calendar on the front on the opening page and uh i hope to it, make make a show sometime when i'm out that way that'd be wonderful that'd love, be great love it. i'd love it we do uh i love the sunday things and i love we do a lot of art openings and um brunches uh, and yeah. things like that and i like connecting with the audience i like being in the middle of them and i of of people and it's it, there's just something that is so intimate and personal and fulfilling. You don't go home going, gosh, I just sang to a lot of people that are so drunk they're not going to know or you know, <laughs> you know they're not going to remember who I am tomorrow. You know, yeah, you're say, well, you're yeah. right. You're right. Which you're is right. which is fun. I there's nothing wrong with it. I'm 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 not opposed to any of it because live music anywhere is wonderful. I'm just for me on the fulfillment level. Um, it is a, a. It's just nice to have that, and yeah. yeah. And I tell you what, I would, I would tell anyone out there to go and see you live and experience the, the full half valve experience and the mastery. <laughs> you know, because people the just full, don't. Yeah, it's it's kind of a uh, it's kind of a, uh, a play on words there. The full half valve. Yeah, <laughs> experience. <laughs> you can only yeah. get it here. Where it was yeah. designed. Uh, I have a. I'm going to have a new uh, CD coming out. I'm not quite sure when. I'm just finishing it up now. So um, 
it'll probably be out in the next month or so, maybe two months or so. Um, and it's it's kind of interesting. This time it's only a trio. It's me and a guitar player and a bass player. And uh, the, the guitar player is actually a guy I work with when I go to Europe. Uh, he lives in Prague. And uh, he came over this last fall and stayed with me a couple of weeks. And we and we recorded some tracks and uh, stuff's pretty cool. It's turning oh, out really good. So. I can't wait to hear it. Make sure you get me some because what I'm I'm, sure. I'm, I'm, sure. I'm still broadcasting at the radio station. I'm just doing I'm just doing doing it here and bringing them things that they put up because I'm so sure. busy. It was just hard to go into the station and be doing that. And this I can do right in my studio and it makes it easier for everybody. And it's still getting out there, which is wonderful. Um, my yeah. mission became um, telling the world that the harmonica still exists because I, I can't believe how many times I hear, oh, I didn't know people still played the harmonica uh, or things yeah, like that. Yeah, but you know what it's... You know what? It's it's still the most popular selling musical instrument. Did you know that? No, I didn't. That's wonderful. It is. Yeah, it's actually the most popular, the best selling musical instrument. Wow, that's good to yeah. know. I'm gonna I'm gonna start. That's gonna be my handle now. That's right. There you go. Um, well, you know, there's a uh, we were eating breakfast this week down in this little club we play at, and uh, one of the gals came up and said, check this out. This is my grandson. He just was on life support and he's, he's come back and he got his trek removed and he found a harmonica and he loves it. Listen. And he was playing melodies. I'm like, well, I think that he's, that you should keep going with that. That's wonderful. It is very good for your health. It's good for your breathing. Um, it's good for therapy. As long as you're, you know, practicing, it sounds good. It's, people that hear someone that doesn't sound good needs therapy but (laughs) (laughs) but like you said if you cannot find a teacher you cannot find a video because it's freely given I I had to take classes and and go and pay and sit and play and learn and study and get online and once you could get online I right away you know got online with Howard Levy and just stayed in there and dug in because I could blow a few notes and sound okay, and it was fun, but I couldn't play. I didn't even understand what I was doing. And so there was the day when you had to buy the book and sit there, and there is something about face-to-face understanding and helping with, with the teacher or the person that designed it or the person that understands it and is willing to help you. They're not. They're not afraid you're going to take their job. You know, they're just back in the day, yeah, like I think you that, said. Yeah, that whole culture has changed. You know, I mean, it's that whole culture has really changed because I mean, it used to be everything was a big secret. Everything was closely guarded, and everything was a big secret. And now, I mean, you know, it's not. It's just the the, the community, the harmonica community, seems to want to share information more than closely guard you know well even and, more and than a lot the of guitars it, you, you oh, absolutely to, yeah absolutely yeah and and you know and i think it's born out of the fact that you know the internet is here you know i mean it basically in my opinion the internet is the greatest invention in the last what hundred years maybe who knows you know i mean the world's knowledge is at your fingertips I mean, if you, it, it yeah. literally, it, it's there. I mean, if you look around and you can figure it out. So, and it, and it, I, it takes looking around, you know, some people want to be led to the, 
to where they're going to get a drink of water where other people are so yeah. thirsty, they're going to find that well. And exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. So, yeah. so you will be heading to spa, I'm sure. They, yeah, I'm I, as of right now I will be there. I will be there for and uh and I don't think I'm I'm not I I'm not going to play this year, but um I mean not on stage, but right. um it's always fun to go. It's always fun to be there. Oh, so. it, it is it's so much fun. Last year we 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 didn't vend and I was able to do everything. I've gone in every incarnation there. I've gone mm. just as a beginner and then I went as um just to enjoy it. And then I've gone as a vendor and I've gone as a performer and a seminar right. presenter and all of those ways that you go, it's, you, you can't lose. There is no other event where you're going no. to get that. Um, it is so no, hard to isn't. explain it. I, I'm not going to make it this year because our schedule is so amazingly busy. It's just boom. I can't. That's a good thing. It's a good thing. My son keeps rolling his eyes like, yeah, I know, Mom. You'll book that ticket the night before because you'll just have to go. But um, I I just can't. I just have too much. But I don't think this is probably the only one I miss until the next one because it is just yeah. the most wonderful thing. And then you develop these friendships there. That you That's the only place you're going to get to see them. It's the only right. place you're seeing your friends. So it right. is a family, and it is welcoming and a wonderful, wonderful thing to, to do if you're at all interested, even in any kind of music, it doesn't matter. It's going to blow your mind what, what you see there. Um, I agree. You know, and then you get to go and talk to people like yourself at, uh, yeah. the, at the booth and firsthand get the knowledge and talk to you about, have questions that they might have for you, you know, and yep. you're going to answer. So that's wonderful. Yep. Well, I'm going to yep. put, I'm sure appreciating you taking this time to talk to me today and um i look forward to hearing your new cd that's coming out well thanks a lot and uh, i appreciate you reaching out because it's always fun talking with you and and it's again it's fun talking it's talking shop but it's 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 also talking something we both really like so you know isn't that wonderful you know i it, sometimes um i I love that so much that when you can talk to somebody that understands and loves it as much as you and it's not flipped to them. It's not just, oh, yeah, whatever. They want to get <laughs> in, in deeper and talk about it. And then it, before you know it, an hour or two has passed and then you're playing some yeah. music, you know. So yeah. it's a wonderful yeah. thing. Thank you so much, okay. BT. We'll talk oh, thank to you again. You. All right. That was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that. I'm going to play you some of his music now. Um, from his CDs, and then um, make sure you go and check it out. Check out more at his website, uh, ptgazelle.com. Okay, let's let's listen to some good music now. <laughs> Thank you. 
much head too tall She's in the groove, she's right on the ball She's reef, petite, and gone What a babe! She's the tops When we go out, they don't need no traffic cops One look at her and the traffic stops She's reef, petite, and gone I could have my pick, you know Cause I got dough that's ready to go I'm telling you, Jack, she's so fine She got me all tied up like a ball of twine When I do things, I do them right I never let my baby get out of sight We'll tie the knot and tie it tight She's reef, petite, and gone has changed my attitude whenever I gaze down her pulchritude. I'm telling you Jack, she's so fine she got me all tied up like a ball of twine. Those other chicks just leave me cold you can't compare brass to 14 karat gold. After they made her, they broke the mold. She's reef, petite, and gone work on!
makes the chocolate soda gold. You ought to go around and dig it when she's working at the spigot. You hear her calling orders like this. Give me a ham white down on a burger round. Side of slaw and a seven layer. OJ up, retune the cup and a boogie woogie blue plate. Give me a crippled beef on a load of hay. Combo rye and a bottle of bay. Coming through with a slab of moo on a boogie woogie blue plate. Oh, draw one, draw two, and get that coffee perking. Draw three, you better make it four. Hold that mayo on the chopped egg, working one a tuna wheat with a side of fries. 86, the cherry pie. Side of greens on the franks and beans and a boogie woogie blue plate. The side of fries, 86 the cherry pies, side of greens on the franks and beans, and a boogie woogie blue plate. Fabulous, fabulous set there of music. We got Reet, Petite and Gone, Kitty, Here, There and Everywhere, Boogie Woogie Blue Plate. That's some groove and some swinging and some high-level musicality out there, Mr. BT. And I want to tell you guys, I went online and checked out the old school farm where he plays, as well as the Acme Feed um, restaurant. And these are farm to fork. Uh, a wonderful experience. I, I tell you, if you can go to those shows and hear this live, you're going to feed your soul and you're going to feed your tummy, and it's it's going to be good. It's it's really going to be good. And uh, so, if you're in Nashville, Tennessee, and you um, get a chance to go and hear PT live, I don't think you would regret a second. I think you'd remember it forever. And um, that's what live performance does. I think it touches your your soul and gets your gut like we were talking, you know, like the harmonica only can do. Get you going. Get you going out there. We need some positive um, things happening. There's so much in the world that uh, can get you down, but this kind of stuff can bring you up. So um, that being said, remember to, to go to live performances even no matter where you're at, and um, hit the open mics and singer-songwriter showcases. And and if you want to play, uh, get up there. You know, I always say uh, go to an open mic to learn and um, check it out. Talk to people. Find out um, songs that they know. Learn them. And then go the next time and get up and play. You might be really happy you did. We host an, 
a singer-songwriter open mic at our Blue Mountain Coalition for Youth and Families here in West Point on the third Friday of the calendar month from 6.30 on. And uh, summer months, we, we get going pretty late. It's a, um, it's a no-alcohol, uh, drug-free campus, uh, our youth center, but uh, we still have a really good time, and um, we'd love to see you there. You can visit us there as well at Blue Mount Coalition for Youth and Families and KQBM Studio Blue, our radio station, um, that this, this and many more of my programs have been aired and are being aired. Uh, you can find them online, kqbm.org as well as on Facebook. So tune in, listen, and keep enjoying music and keep it going. And I'm looking forward to doing more interviews and things that are coming up. I got some great new music sent to me just today I picked up, and so I'm itching to share that with you guys from John Gundick and uh, Jerry Farrow and let's see, and I got some more by PT as well as Steve Baker. So I've been getting a lot of new stuff in and I'm going to share it. So stay tuned and thank you so much. Thank you for liking, sharing, and downloading the podcast. Don't forget to go over and check out Lone Wolf Blues Company. A lot going on and stay tuned to this station right here for more coming at you. Always harmonic.